Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. We're going to be studying women in the Bible who stood out and took God at his word and believed by faith that, that God was everything that he said he was and believed by faith. And we're going to pray that this month the matriarchs of our faith will be a great encouragement to our faith as we study women in the Bible. Amen? Today... Tonight, we're going to talk about a faithful God, a faithful God, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 through 12. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. And by faith, even Sarah, was past childbirth age, was able to bear children, because she was faithful, who had made the promise. And so this one man. And he is good as a pay the sinners as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, we're talking about a faithful God, a faithful God. We're going to learn from Sarah's faith, and we're going to see that in the text, Sarah was considering the sovereign, considering the situation, and Considering the sequel, and we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should consider God in any bad situations. Good. Christians should consider God in any bad situations. And when I thought about women of the Bible, Sarah was the first one that kind of came to my mind that I believe that we could learn from. Uh, because she was a woman of faith. And it was through her faith that Christianity is really built on today, her and her husband's faith, uh, because the Jewish nation came from Abraham, and Christianity came from that Jewish nation. Uh, So if you believe today, then Sarah is is your matriarch. She's a a mother of your faith. And... uh, and we're going to pray that tonight that uh, she can help us to consider some things in our lives. Uh, before we get into the study tonight, I just a question popped in, in, in my mind. And 
want you to share tonight. Have you ever known a woman of faith? Has anybody here ever known a woman of faith? And if so, tell me briefly about her. Anybody know a woman of faith? Somebody talk to me. If I need to sit down for y'all to talk to me, that's what the key is. Let me sit down. If I know a woman of faith. Nobody's known a woman of faith? I find that hard to believe. There's some women of faith sitting in here tonight. <laughs> All right, Sister Pam. I hear Aunt Marie all the time. And all of them, they were, they, they believed in God. They were here constantly. They kept the mission going and the church going. Mm -hmm. And they had standards mm. in life that they taught some of us, mm. you know, how to how to act, mm. you know, as a young lady and, and certain things. I know my auntie did. And that's what I was saying today. I was listening to this, uh, some, uh, video tape for music and it was gospel living and it was singing some of the old some old the old gospel living and some of them was some of the songs from my, I remember Miss uh Miss Lottie and my Angonium singing and those are I mean old old one hundred songs and it and it took me back hmm. to think about, you know, that the, the way that times were that in that time they didn't have much. Hmm. But they always shared what they had. Well, you know, and they and they always. I remember my my mom at that time was wasn't in church, but my aunt Angzoni would always come by there every Sunday morning and give me. I had to be in Sunday school and hmm. TU, hmm. and she was, <laughs> she was gonna make sure that I was gonna be here at church. Hmm. And then later on in later years, my mother became, uh, you know, she got into the church and was very faithful. But it, when I was little, you know, it was my aunt Isola and hmm. uh, Aunt Marie. They were, they were, you know, standard women of faith. Aunt Bertha, you know, just, I can name a bunch of them. Amen. Right here at Bethlehem. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing. Anybody else uh, want a name, a woman of faith? mother one time you could see that she was a holy woman of God it was all over her <laughs> anybody else many of us y'all won't tell y'all testimony 
Many of us uh, are probably in the church today because of that woman of faith in our lives. And uh, because of, of, of what they demonstrated before us. And many times the, the true women of faith, they were the same here and when they went home, they were the same. They weren't playing spiritual games. They were, they were real. And it was evident by the fruit of their lives. You know, many of their children have, have uh, given their lives to Christ and have, have been raised in the church. I know my mother played a pivotal role. I mean, the only, I mean, I came from some dysfunctional background. This was the only uh, uh, thing that saved me was my mother's faith. And uh, she was the same way. She was superintendent of Sunday school. And, and uh, she, she uh, and I was like uh, many of you, you know. Uh, I think I heard one PK said, my dad had a drug problem. Drug me to Sunday school, drug me to BTU, drug me to <laughs> 3 o'clock service. <laughs> and, uh, and I was, yeah, my mother, my mother and them drug me to all that, that BTU and all that. And she... They didn't believe in giving you a choice. Your parents today, they give you choices, you know. And uh, so women of faith, and, and usually women are the backbone of, of, of most churches. And, uh, and, and most churches couldn't survive because of, of women of faith. And, and some of you are looking around, was thinking about women of faith, and you, you got to look around and see that you're it now. Uh, we hear this uh, said, you know, you, you talk about the ones that have passed on, but you're it now. You are women of faith. And it's your job to be as fruitful as the women of faith that affected your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So uh, this woman of faith tonight, uh, before we get into the text, we just want to define what faith is. And, and we're talking about uh Sarah and her faith, but we're going to define what faith is, and this is Hank Hanegraaff. He's known as the Bible Answer Man. He's going to give us a quick definition of what faith is, and then we're going to jump into the life of Sarah. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious <laughs> questions. Hank, what is a good biblical definition of faith? Well, faith, you know, words are not univocal, they're equivocal. They take on the meaning that the context allows them to have. But when we're thinking about faith in this context, we're talking about faith which is not in our own faith, but faith which is in our God. And so when we talk about faith, it's a channel of living trust between the individual and their God. So faith is only as good as the object in whom it is placed. So if we place our faith in God, that's well placed faith. If we place our faith in our own faith, that's credulity. So we as Christians have a channel of living trust from ourselves to our Creator. And faith ultimately involves three elements in, 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 in the foundational sense. I mean, it involves not only knowing something, agreeing that what we know is true, but it involves trust. So, for example, I can have a medicine. I could know that that medicine could cure me if I was ill. I could agree that it cured others, but until I took it, it wouldn't do me any good, and it would demonstrate that I didn't really trust it. So it is 
depending on Jesus Christ alone for eternal life. Again, not what you can do, but what Christ has done for you. Amen. Faith. I like what he said. Not faith in faith, but faith in God. And, and this is the demonstration that, that Sarah had in her situation. Uh, she had faith in God for the word tells us that she did. And many times uh, she gets a, a, a reputation as if she didn't. But she did. And the word says that she did. Um, it says, uh, this is what she said in verse 11, being able to bear children because what she do? She considered what? Him who what? Who had made the promise. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. So that says that she believed in God. Now, she was woman like us and man. You know, you look at us in, in some parts of our life, it looks like we don't uh, have faith, you know, because when she first heard about it, she did laugh. Her baby boy's name Isaac, which means she laughs. Uh, but after all the laughter was done, she believed. And the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And right here, uh, she considered him. Hello, somebody. What are we talking about? Considering the sovereign. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. And, and, and we could get through a lot of circumstances, situations that we're facing right now if we simply consider the sovereign. Consider the sovereign, you know. And we're going to talk about considering the situation a little later. And it was a bad situation, but when you consider the sovereign first, everything else doesn't matter. Amen. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're facing, you know. You, you, you may be sick, but if you consider the sovereign, uh, you may be bankrupt, but consider the sovereign. Uh, you may be going through all kinds of heartaches and headaches and, and pains and, and stuff that make you uh, uncomfortable, but consider the sovereign. <laughs> And, and, and when you know his word, you know what he promised. Hebrews uh, 10, uh, 23 says, Let us hold unanswerably to the hope we profess, for he who promised is what? Faithful. faithful. He, he is faithful. We serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God. And, and, and that's what we want you to con uh, just stop and pause in whatever situation that you're facing. Uh, anything that's di that's discouraging you tonight, anything that's making you sick, consider God. Consider God. And, and we all falter at times in our faith. That's what church is for. It's just church many times just to remind you of who the God is that you serve. Hello, somebody. Uh, and, and we want to encourage you tonight just to consider the sovereign. We serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God. Anybody else want to add to that before we move on? We serve a faithful God. Let me just ask this. Is God faithful? Let me ask that to some of you saints in here. Is God faithful? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So 
Tell me what makes him faithful to you. He stays the same, and that's that's very good. Thank you, sister. Uh, because sometimes, you know, I notice people, people change. They're different. You know, they tell you one thing one week and the next week, it changes. Uh, they can make a promise to you this week and next week they act like they never said nothing about a promise. <laughs> Especially when it comes to money. Yeah, yeah, long, long, 24. I'll pay you back next week. You see them next week. <laughs> they, they made, they, they're going the opposite direction. If you give, you hem them up, they act like they mad. Wait a minute, you owe me money. Why, why you mad? <laughs> <laughs> but but our God is faithful. He stays the same. A- anybody else? What makes him faithful? Anybody else? He stays the same. That, that's a that's a, a preeminent thing that that we say, and we we always teach and preachers teachers and preachers that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, men and women. They they, they, they they live and they die. You know, and I, and I say this especially when I'm talking about love. You know, man can tell a woman that he loves her. I'm going to love you forever. <laughs> Next week you see somebody else. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, it could be even something that's just life. He just may go on. The Lord take him. And forever didn't last as long as you thought it would have. But God, when he makes a promise, you know, he's going to say, I'll never leave you. (laughs) I'll forsake you. Can anybody else share just what makes him faithful? You can trust him. You can trust him. Can you truly trust God? <laughs> you tell God anything. You ain't tell nobody. <laughs> but that is a, a fundamental too. You you can trust him. You know, and and, and I and, and I won't. I won't. I, I have to not let you get by, especially new believers, new saints may be struggling. Now there'll be times where you may be wondering now. <laughs> But in the end, he's going to show himself faithful. Hello, somebody. We, we serve a faithful God. And, and many times, you, the old folk, you say, you understand him better by and by. Uh, because many times in the here and now, some things that just don't seem to be adding up, you know, and... and and, and, and you, and sometimes you struggle with with trusting him in, in certain areas. But as you continue to live on, and as you continue to even struggle in your trust, you'll learn that he is a faithful God. Amen. And if he promised it, it it's going to be. It's going to be. Here's good. Now somebody think real long and hard on this. Have you ever faced an impossible situation? Anybody in here ever faced an? An impossible situation? 
and God flipped the script. Anybody. Now you need to think quick. Think quick. Anybody. An impossible situation. It didn't seem like there was no hope. Well, when I was overseas, I was kind of scared because, you know, I've never been overseas in the military. And they tell you, if anything goes down, oh. if, the, if the fight goes on, your life expectancy is seven seconds. Wow. Seven seconds life expectancy. Now I've been in the hood, but I don't know seven seconds. about that side of the world, Woo. you better, that, that side of the world teach you how to pray. Hello, somebody. If you know what's really going on, <laughs> some of us don't know what's really going on, but when, we, when you hear about that, you better pray. Hello, somebody. But seven second life expectancy. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. Anybody else ever face an impossible situation? Pastor, you talking about give the word impossible um, I it, m- my faith tells me all things are possible well. with God and so uh, I can't say that I faced an impossible situation it was a very difficult situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, there was a time that I, I thought my marriage was coming to an end wow yeah. wow, right. wow wow Amen. I don't believe that brother yeah. you gotta tell me something yeah. else <laughs> should inform the situation. Which means when you really have faith in God, you you should believe that all things are possible. You should should believe when you allow your faith to inform you, like she did. She considered him. 
and, and she allowed her faith to inform her situation. And when you do that, it, it makes a big difference. And I thank you for sharing that some of the biggest struggles is, is marriage. Amen. I mean, we don't we don't talk about that enough. And and, and it, it don't even have to be stuff that's too far out there, like a maid addicted to drugs or alcohol. It's just be it's just two different people, opposite. You you are just opposite folk. <laughs> you're male and you're female. You think differently. Everything differently. <laughs> and, and, and 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 but. But God, I heard one preacher. One preacher said, "My marriage without God is a five, but when, when with God in it, it's a nine or a ten. <laughs> God bless. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to tune it to help, uh, and I've said this before. I mean, I was I was sickle cell, and I was a young man right. in the hospital, and I, I saw myself go from about 160 to 70 pounds down wow. to 140 pounds. And I wow. seen that look on the, the, the doctor's face. All right, mm-hmm. tell it to my mm-hmm. mother and and, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. in the room, and, and he kind of was, didn't act like he didn't, like you know I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. you know. I saw where he was saying, and I knew right away, mm-hmm. that's what I had to pray. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I trusted God in that situation because yeah. I didn't think I was going to leave that hospital. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I thought, well, Melvin, this is your time. Mm-hmm. You fixing to leave here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but, but that, that come to but. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Said, no. Amen. It, it, ain't, it ain't not yet. Mm. 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 You know, Praise the Lord. I, I might have come out of the hospital looking like a skeleton, but, mm. but you know, it didn't take long, and God had me back. Well, well, all right. I knew, you know, that's my situation was tough, and I. That's key, Dick. I, I, I like this testimony, and then we'll go to Sister E. Tom because you trust him at 160. You trust him at 160, Trust him at one forty-five. You trust. You trust him at one thirty. You know, when the situation is getting worse as opposed to getting better, <laughs> can you trust him? Wow! Now that's true. That's the true test of faith, because sometimes things won't just get better at first. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Right. <laughs> I go and I would visit with Bill's mother. And and, and this and it's funny because when I was in that hospital, one thing came to my mind. When I was laying there and and and, and I and I tried to get up out of the bed to go to the bathroom and I and it had a mirror thing right there. And I was looking, I seen that mirror, that's why I said I started looking like a skeleton. And all I could think of when I looked in that mirror was my cousin, Clarence, and and and, and Bill's mother confirmed this with me uh, several times I visited with her. We was kind of talking about sickle cell, and, and, and she said how good I was doing, and I was saying, yeah, because Clarence, my cousin, he just went to skin and bone, mm-hmm. and his glass was a caretaker for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. and she said, and she reminded me one time we were talking about how it had just it took him like that. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, wow. I, I, I never forget, remember seeing him and him just, just he just deteriorated away. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, this is Bill, this is your time. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said, but I, 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 I wasn't afraid to talk to the Lord. And I, and, 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 
and in a way, I, I believe at that moment, I thought, okay, Lord, I, 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 I'll make my peace because if it ain't, if, if it ain't your will, mm. <laughs> or isn't your will for mm -hmm. me to come back, mm. you know. You can have it either way. You can deliver I, I, me from the fire, I'm but I knew who he was at that time. Even you know, if you don't. Know. Well, sister, you talking? Um, you know, I broke. I don't know. I, I just told it once, but I broke my back in a bad wreck in Pretty familiar with this story. This is this video is telling the story of Abraham. I'm gonna go ahead and, and move through that. But we're talking about considering the situation. And so, from this one man, as he and he as what? Good, Good as dead. Lord. <laughs> And you've heard me preach Abraham many times, but theologians tell us he's about 75 when God first promised him and Sarah. Right. And, and they say he didn't, he didn't, that promise didn't come to fruition to when? <laughs> I was 25 years, uh, yeah, almost 20, 24, 25 years later. Wow. And, and, and I've, I've painted this before. Even before that, Sarah was not even, when she was younger, mm -hmm. she was not able to have babies. Right. I mean, this was just an utterly impossible situation. When they were younger, they couldn't have babies. Mm -hmm. Hello. Right. And then God going to say, after they done passed childbearing ages, going to come and say, I'm going to give you a child. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make you a father of many nations and you're like, yeah, you happy at 75. Yeah, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you're looking for the next year, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'll be a little old. I'll be the oldest, you know, parent in the... <laughs> Take my little boy that play baseball. I'll be the oldest one there. <laughs> <laughs> But then you think it'll happen just that next year, you know? Okay, he promised. Okay, seventy-six. It will, you know, we'll do it. But time just continued to pass, time and time and time and time. Can you? Can you? I think many times, and I and as I was studying it, I was like, Lord, I, I can't even really understand really what's going on in the text. But your word says that it was he was one man. And this one man was good as dead. And you're going to make him a promise. 
<laughs> Which lets me know that regardless of the situations that I'm facing, I, you know, I don't, I don't look at the circumstance. I can't, I don't, I shouldn't look at the circumstance as long as I know who God is. Regardless, each day I know I consider God like she did. Each day I consider Him. You can, you can bring it about this, this day. You can bring it about this day, every day. If God made you a promise. You, and, and it hasn't come to fruition. Keep believing. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. And, and whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're trying to overcome, keep believing. Because one, all it does, all it takes is just an instant for God. You know, old folk, you say, may not come when you want him. <laughs> but but, but he, he's going to be on time. Hello, somebody. And, and, and it, it, I like to say, and I think I've said this before, it's not that it takes God long to move. Because when he makes up his mind to move, it's going to happen. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and many times your blessing will overtake you. Yeah. Even that thing you've been waiting for, every, that thing you've been praying about. All of a sudden, God will give it to you, and you won't be ready for it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> You've been praying, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, this, this encourages me. You know, it's encouraged me. This text encouraged in any situation that's, that just seemed like, you know, and like, like our brother said, really shouldn't seem impossible. It yeah. may be difficult. But with God, all things are possible. Hello, somebody. The angel said after she last, what what did the angel ask? Anybody remember? Is anything too hard for God? (laughs) Is anything too hard for God? Uh, I was listening to a tape. uh, Preacher, very nicely known preacher. Went to another preacher. He He was getting ready to quit. Give up. And then that preacher said, wait a minute, weren't you at my church talking about, preaching from my pulpit, talking about, ain't God able? And you ready to quit and you preach from my pulpit, God is able. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we got to be reminded of who God is. In the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of everything that we're going, everyday life can really mud, muddy, muddy up the waters. Everyday life, you know, it don't have to be something difficult. It can just be mundane. Everyday life. Hello, somebody. Muddies up the waters of your face. But but but, but God sends you here to just to, to give you a little spring water. Hello, somebody. Just to remind you of who He is. All right. He said, he said I, I can make you a promise to, to a man that's good as dead and tell him he's going to have uh, be a father of many nations. Hello, somebody. And, uh, but it, it's all keyed on faith. Two types of faith. Uh, a faithful God and the faith that you have in God. Hello, somebody. They tie together. They tie together. I like this little vignette. Uh, wait a minute. It's a question. It's a question I want to ask. Has God ever told you he was going to bless you and he blessed you? Oh, yeah. 
Has, has he ever told you that he was going to bless you? And he blessed you. Amen. He has? Yeah. Really? Anybody want to share a quick testimony? Just quick. <laughs> Sister Terry looks like she wants to say something. No? <laughs> Who ain't heard heard about tonight? Sister Nisha, you feel like you want to say something tonight? No? <laughs> Anybody else? Somebody new. Y'all know we like this study for everybody to participate. <laughs> well, go ahead. Anybody? Ever, ever, ever. That's my dyslexia popping out there. <laughs> I get those words mixed up. Well, I look like a friend, you know. My my first marriage was going south. And I kept praying, Lord, because I had work at midnight. I was working nights, and I kept praying, Lord, I, you know, I need, you know, bless me with a... Uh, a day job to work the day job and and uh, I, I just kept praying praying and, and it seemed like I kept trying to get on three level I kept trying and I knew I couldn't get on days like if I was trying I kept trying and uh, the Lord kept saying I'm gonna bless you I'm hmm. you, I'm gonna bless you hmm. and I didn't know how but uh, uh, it, it it just it just kept seemed like it was just going long long and you know. Uh, my marriage just dissolved, and I thought, well, Lord, I thought you were going to bless me because that's who the reason I was trying to do a day job. But, but God knew, for some, God knew that that person wasn't the one who, because she could make me, pull me away from you. And he showed me this in the, after it was over with, but I, I, all I could see was I thought, you know, this was where, but I couldn't make her stay with me. But I looked up and God blessed me with a good wife. A good wife. Yeah. Blessed yeah. me. Well, I didn't even have to go to that job. Well. Blessed me with a, a medical retirement from that job. Well. And hey, then he Nell was Nell knows she she knows all you know still because I said God just said he's gonna bless me. He said he's gonna bless me. Well, and even though I was <laughs> dating her. I still wasn't looking, wasn't seeing the the big picture, the picture that God had for me. Well, until one day, I just he, he just dad woke hmm. and he blessed me to have an open eyes to see it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Two minutes, brother Mar. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. Uh, this this tech this uh, little vignette here is uh, Dr. Evans. Uh, you know, telling about the importance of, of faith and talking about the valley that sometimes we have to go through. Uh, uh, let's look at this. I want to 
wonder if there's anybody here today in a situation that wants to eat you alive. You're tumbling. You're spinning. And the machine of your life is going on a whirlwind. And you don't know what to do. You're nervous. And you're shaking. If you're in emotional turmoil, know by faith the Lord is with you. And know that means that his power is there and his grace is there. And what they will do is comfort you. I wish I could preach a sermon that if you just trust God, he's going to swoop down and whisk you out the back. There is a valley that God calls us to walk through. But what I can promise you in the valley of the shadow is you don't have to walk through alone. What I can promise you in the valley of the shadow is that God will be with you. And if you will cast your eyes on Jesus Christ, he will meet you where you are so you keep walking. You don't throw in the towel. You don't say, I can't make it because God will make it with you. You don't walk this road alone. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You don't walk this road alone because we serve a faithful God. Right. That's it. I like the part where he said the power of God is there, but also the grace. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody may have to get that on the way home. Mm. Uh, but but I thank God for his grace and his mercy. Amen. Amen. And, and so we consider the sequel. Okay, what was the end of the story? What, what was the end of the story? Uh, God said that came uh, from him with, came descendants as numerous as the stars and the sky and as countless as the sands on the seashore. Mm-hmm. This one man and one woman, as good as dead, and remember, we're talking about this is Sarah's testimony. She considered him. <laughs> she considered the sovereign. She believed that he promised it. And if, and if he says it, what? It is. Somebody, I think that used to be a saying. If God says it, that settles it. Hello, somebody. And he said it. And, 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 and we know today we're a part of this. We tied right straight into this. Christianity came straight from Sarah. It started and we tied into that. So, so she trusts and believed God. And, 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 and a matriarch of our faith. So if, if she trusts him and God did all of this, well, how much would God do for us if we trust him? Hello, somebody. Your, your story don't have to be over, by the way. Right. <laughs> At 75, mm-hmm. <laughs> you thought, oh, it's time to go and, and retire. At 75, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to go and retire. I'm going to go get my, my, my retirement, go, and <coughs> go, to, go to Florida, you know, and just chill out. <laughs> uh-huh. But there have been many, many great testimonies about how God saved the best things for last. Hello, right. somebody. Amen. And at the end, and one of my, we call him Uncle Wade. He's president of a progressive, not progressive, but the National Baptist, I mean, of America. And we call him Uncle Wade. And he, he talks about how, you know, he thought that 
at the end of his ministry, he would, he would settle down. He would settle, but he said doors just continue to open. He continued to travel and see the world, and, 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 and God continues to bless him. And, and uh, for that, that's hope for anybody, whether you're 75 or whether you're 25. Mm. You know, have hope and faith in God because he's a faithful God. Right. And because he's a faithful God, he, he, your life ain't over. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. Uh, here's what Genesis 15 says. He, he took him outside and said, look up mm-hmm. at the sky. He's talking to a 75-year-old man now. Come on now. <laughs> look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Hello, somebody. And he said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Hmm. Wow, ain't had no kids. Said about ain't had no kids. Oof, man, our God is awesome. He's, oh, yes, he is. he's awesome. He's able. And I know this promise is true because I'm a, I'm a direct descendant of this promise. All right. Amen. Of this woman of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm a direct descendant. So we want to encourage you tonight that, that, that our God is... It's faithful. Yes. Our God is faithful. And we've shared, not only from the word, but testimonies. That's good when we share testimonies. Because, you know, you look at some of us in here, you think, you know, we ain't never had a problem. You, know, you may look at the preacher and say, oh, you ain't never had no real problem. Look at the deacons, oh, you ain't really had no real problem. Look at Sister Jack, say, oh, she ain't had no real problem. But you talk to them. <laughs> And the, and the one constant you'll see is they, they always talk about God Hello, somebody. <laughs> and his faithfulness. Amen. <laughs> God. He, I mean, we serve a real God, a real awesome and mighty God. And, 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 and we should be excited about that. You know, we, and we should be out telling everybody else about the God that we serve because he's yes, faithful. Yes, he is. Ain't nobody else going to be faithful to you. He's faithful. He's faithful. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody else got something they want to share or say? No? Okay, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer then. All right. Amen. And uh, whatever you're struggling with, I want, I want you to consider God tonight. All right. Amen. This whole, this whole conversation we had and look in the Word is for you to, during this prayer time, right. that's something that you're facing that you've got to consider God. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and we as a church need to consider God as we want to grow and reach others for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Consider God. Now you get down if you're able, all right? <laughs> I'm going to start us, and then I'm going to pause and let you intercede, and, and then I'll close us. Father God, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your word, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for this matriarch of the faith, Sarah, Father. We thank you, Lord, that it just seemed like she just simply believed you. She considered you, Father. She considered the sovereign, even though uh, what would be asked of her just seems like utterly ridiculous. But Lord, your word says that she considered him who's faithful to his promise. 
And there's some folk tonight, Lord, they're facing some situations, Lord, that they can't overcome. They've been struggling in their hearts, minds, and souls, Father, and on their face they may have a smile, but they're going through. And, they're con- and Father, you sent them here tonight to consider you, Father. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that, 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 that they would, instead of f- focusing on the storms, Lord, like Peter did as he, as he was walking on the storm, as long as he could see Jesus, he could walk above the storm, but when he looked at the circumstance, uh, oh, Lord, he began to sink. And there's somebody, Lord, who came here tonight, and they were sinking, Lord. Uh, but, Father, you're telling them to turn their eyes back towards you, to consider the sovereign, Father. And, and we pray tonight, Lord, that you will enable them, Father, to consider the sovereign Father at work. Uh, consider, consider the sovereign in their marriage. Uh, oh, to consider the sovereign in their finances. Uh, to consider the sovereign uh, when it comes to this church, Lord, and, uh, and how we're praying, Lord, for everybody. We're considering the, the sovereign Father in Jesus' name. We're not oh, no longer do we oh, want to focus on the circumstance. We only they want to focus on you, Father, in Jesus' name. So encourage every heart, mind, and soul that made it to the house tonight, Father. And, and, and Father, encourage them to be strengthened in the Lord, Father. Encourage their faith, Lord. Uh, oh, Lord, and rebuke their doubts, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name. Because, Lord, you, 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 was, you, you, you wanted them to know, Father, that you're faithful, Father. Lord, your word says you're faithful, Father. The testimonies of the saints says you're faithful, Father. And, and Father, and as a result, Lord, we, we muster up a mustard seed of faith. And, and we're able, Lord, to speak to the mountains in our lives, Lord, and, and say, mountains be moved in Jesus' name. Because you're able, Father, and you're a faithful God. Father God, we, we look to you, Lord, and, and, and this church, Lord, and in and, and what seems many times an uncertain time. Help, help us to look to you, Father, because you're faithful, Father. This church is not about us. It's about you, Father. And Father, you're going to keep us alive whether, oh, we deserve it or not, Father, because of your grace and your mercy. As we learned this last, oh, this last Sunday, Father, the people weren't doing right and the prophet didn't do right, Lord. But your program continued on, Father, oh, for your own name's sake. And we're praying, Lord, oh, for revival in this place, not for us, but for you, Father. Your word said that if Christ be lifted up, then you'll draw men, women, and children unto yourself. And Father, we come, Lord, lifting you up, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for tonight and your word, Father. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. 
thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing 
that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people 25 dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed i think that's god and i believe god can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.